You know what, Sam? What? The legend himself, Adam Gold, is back on this week. Yes, he is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, uh, here's another episode of the Canuck Report, your Monday edition for this week. And uh, Sam, we have a, a great guest returning. Feels like the hundredth time <laughs> because we've had him on a lot. Oh yeah, of course. We, we'd love having him on. He knows what he's talking about. Adam Gold is great. Good uh, relationship there. Um, friend of the podcast. Always good insight. Um, given, you know, he's had conversations with, with uh, Rob Brindamore and Don Yeah, Miguel he's, he's friends with Tom Dundon. Um, a lot of the people that work for the Hurricanes, including Rob Brindamore. I mean, uh, they have a great friendship there. So it's excellent to talk about him. And I really enjoyed hearing you talk with him. Yeah, I think everyone's really going to enjoy it. Um, it's always enjoyable to chat with him. He's always got good insight. Even though it's disappointing the season is over, we, we talked off season and kind of what we want to expect from this team. Um, I wish this news had come out before the interview, but I guess Carolina is interested in Mark Shifley from Winnipeg. Really? We briefly, and you'll hear, we briefly chatted about uh, the Winnipeg Jets. That's as a team that Carolina wants to be partnered with. But I guess yes, you guys did. So it kind of makes up for the news. It does. So if Winnipeg makes Shifley available, that's a player Carolina's interested in, apparently. So there's that. Yes, and I mean, like we hear from Adam Gold later, that type of fit that Carolina wants, a lot of it's character. Yeah. I think Shifley's got that. He's a good hockey player. Good guy, too. Yeah, he might. So, uh, it'd be interesting. So, yes. And before we get to the Adam Gold interview, here is a word from our sponsors. Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources bonus best expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms well we like to welcome back adam gold host of the adam gold show kane's corner podcast and the 25th anniversary podcast welcome back adam we appreciate it as always thank you very very much i apologize for it taking this long to do it Oh, it's fine. It's been a little while. I think the last we talked was either right before, I think it was right before the deadline. And we talked about the need for goal scoring. And initially in that second round, it didn't look like it was necessary. And I was starting to think, okay, they're going to prove me wrong. And then we run into the Florida Panthers. I don't know if it would have mattered. I think Bobrovsky was just unbelievable. But I think we're back to where we were last season 
So I want to know, do you agree? Are we back to the same? We're back to where we were to start the offseason last year. I, honestly, I think all of that, there, there's a lot of nuance and a lot of context that we need to apply here. Uh, and they could have won the series with the team they had, right? I mean, I we all won it. Yeah. Now, I do believe, I, oh, I mean, they could have won every game. Um, I believe Florida was the better team. Ultimately, Florida had just a little bit more. But it wasn't like Florida was getting goal scoring from eight different places. Florida only scored 10, 10 goals in how many periods were there? Yeah. Uh, plus was 16 periods. Only scored 10 goals. It wasn't like they were a juggernaut. So Carolina didn't need a lot more, and they win the series. So I hesitate to say, because I think it's too simplified to look at it, well, they obviously needed more goal scoring. Well, they lost the series. So, of course. Uh, and they only scored, what was it, six goals in those same 16 periods. But did they need more goal scoring? Well, yeah. <laughs> but there, there's a reason they went and got Max Patchy ready. And that was especially after he got hurt, that was going to be the deadline move, yeah. right? The deadline move was coming in January. And of course it came and then he re-injured himself. And then the Svechnikov injury happened. Um, but if we step back, it's, it, it's just too easy. And I think it's almost lazy. And there's, look, I, I'm not trying to criticize anybody who has written, yes, they still needed goal scoring. They obviously did. But let's now uh, look at some other things that happened this year. Not only did Andrei Svechnikov miss the last 20 games of the regular season, roughly, and the playoffs with the ACL tear, but it was, without question, the worst offensive year of Tavo Teravainen's career. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing in his past, if he played a full season, and he did this year, that is even close to this. And Seth Jarvis, while I think a significantly better player this year, his production was lower in more games. He had fewer points in more games this year. And I do think Seth was a much better player this year, but the production didn't reflect it. Yeah. And then you throw in the fact that, you know, they they were hoping that Yesperi Kokinemi would be, and maybe this is exactly what they thought he was always going to be which would beg the question, why is it an eight-year deal for that? But that's another story altogether. Uh, they're making a bet that it's going to get better than this. Um, the They were lucky this year that their blue line scored as many goals as they did. In the playoffs, the blue line didn't score as many goals mm -hmm. as they had during the regular season. It's, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just harder. It probably is harder uh, to get some of those things through tons of shots being blocked. But um, so when we talked before the deadline, and it was funny because I actually talked to Don Waddell before the deadline too. It, it was the, the night of the Cam Ward hmm. production ceremony. My favorite game, by the way. I love Cam Ward. 
Oh, I I do too. And Cam is such a superhuman being. Um, but I asked Don, I said, because if, if if you remember, that was at a time where Jesperi Kotkaniemi was really producing offensively. He had something like 16 points in 19 games at that point. And I asked him, does the way Kotkaniemi is producing change the mood from need to want? which are two di different things. Anybody that has kids understands this. Do you need this or do you want this? And the Hurricanes wanted more goal scoring, but they didn't feel like they needed it. And I, I had said all year long, even when Pacioretty was coming back, that I felt that they were a forward short. Um. I don't buy the, well, this isn't the year. Next year is the year. No. This year was the, actually, I'm sorry. Last year was the year. Mm -hmm. uh, or even the year before was the, when you win a division in the NHL and the divisions that they have won the last three years now, you're a Stanley Cup contender. So philosophical differences from where I sit and where the team sits, I don't think you have to mortgage the future to make yourself better. Hey, maybe they did did that with Max Domi last year. It didn't work out. The Max Domi that played this year was better than the Max Domi Carolina got last year. So maybe they just guessed wrong uh, on the years. There, there's a certain amount of luck that goes into it as well. Uh, Timo Meyer wasn't super productive for the Devils mm -hmm. when they acquired him. Bo Horvat wasn't super productive for the New York Islanders after the acquisition. So it doesn't always work out that that guy becomes, you know, a killer. It took until the playoffs for Arturi Lekanen to become that for Colorado last year. So um, long answer. Uh, the answer is yes and no at the same time, uh, because I think there's just too many things. There's too many parts of that machine. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I guess kind of the follow in that that train of thought, Don Waddell had his end of the year presser and um, he said, you know, they want to address the goal scoring. And later on, he said, we score by committee that I guess that irked me a little bit because I'm concerned that they're going to fall into the same trap again in a year where it's hard for me to see every single one of these guys coming back because you start in the next two years contracts coming due and i think you need to get aho done honestly this year but you have pesci you have shea you have slavin all these guys are due in the next couple of years sarah vine and i i guess that comment concerns me that they're not going to take a true run to to make this year the year because this team is too good i think not to invest in it well um I do, I do believe they believe that they got unlucky again. So that would be two years in a row where they feel like they got unlucky. Um, I think this year was more unlucky than last year. To me, last year wasn't unlucky. They were unlucky with injuries this year, and I think they were more unlucky in the playoffs. Uh, and certainly in the last series. That doesn't mean that they were better than Florida. I just think that they could have easily won every single game that they played against the Panthers. Mm -hmm. um, 
but like see so i'm not concerned about the by committee thing um i'm but I, I was actually more encouraged that they realized something for the first time i believe since i have been talking to not only don but to the front office and that men you've heard this before size matters and they have been too small and they have been too small for too long. And they could have easily won the series, but man, Florida's bigger than they are. Heck, the Islanders are bigger than they are. The Devils are even bigger than they are. They need size. And if you look at their prospects, they're all the same flipping size. They're all 5'10", 180 pounds, all of them. And that doesn't mean they're not good players, but boy, they need some size. They need some size. And it's not just, they don't necessarily need somebody who's 6'4", right? But you, if you don't have size, my friend John Forslund says, says it the same way. They need snarl. They mm. need somebody who is going to like I I know people talk about though the face washes after the scrum. No, that stuff's garbage. What they don't need that. Anybody could do that. What they need is somebody who's going to mix it up in the middle of the ice. And I'm not talking about dropping gloves. I am talking about somebody who's going to be a pain in the ass to play against in the middle of the ice, right between the dots. And mm. they don't have that. Sebastian Ajo, as good as he is, isn't that. Kokaniemi uh, is closer to it. He's just not that good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could specifically name a player who used to play for Carolina wearing 16 and now we're, now wears 28 for another team who I'd love to see them go after. And I know they did kind of try and pry away from Calgary uh, at the trade deadline to no avail. I mean, I think that's a possibility. And, yeah. you know, I'd love to see that guy back here who was a one-time fifth overall pick, uh, but was in the NHL earlier than he needed to be. Um, I think we lost your audio. Do you have me back? There we go. Okay. Um, you know, I was describing a player who plays for Calgary. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is that, I mean, Andre Svechnikov doesn't even play that type of a game, right? I love Andre. Andre's a physical player. He goes into corners. He hits people on the wall. But where Andre isn't a, you know, typical power forward is in between the hash marks offensively. And they need somebody who's going to operate in there and do it well um and that's the element they they need they need some size but you can mask your lack of size if you have guys who play that way and like where did Je where did jesper foss score the goal hmm. the goal that tied up game four right he was in between he was like entangled within sam bennett's legs it was a great goal yeah they need more of that so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. I think that's needed. I think I, I like Lindholm. I, I thought he was. I agree. I oh, that's think. the guy. You see, you, 
You knew who I was talking about. <laughs> I like I like Lindholm. I, I think that's a good player to target. I, I like um I think Tyler Bertuzzi is another guy that's 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 oh. another player that's similar who yes. I think he's gonna be a UFA. Yes. What 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 is what is this team's this organization's history with unrestricted free agents though? Oh yeah. I, I I, there are a couple. I like Bertuzzi. I like Tarasenko. I do not think they get better through the free agency. I think I don't think Tarasenko will play here. Really? Well, what they ask, what what the organization asks of their forwards, I don't think Tar- Vladimir Tarasenko. I wouldn't invest long term in him, mm. and he's going to get he's going to get a a five year deal from somebody. So. Um, I don't believe the, I don't believe he'd want to play the way this team wants to play. I think you could, you might be able to get that out of Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Um, but uh, do I think they're going to pay him $6 million, five and a half, six million million, $6 million a year? I doubt it. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I, I, I still believe that they're more apt to trade, make a significant trade than they are to go into the free agent market. Um, but here's, I mean, I don't know how long a deal they would be willing to go, but they need a center. Hmm. I believe they need a center. So that's one of the reasons I like Lindholm too. But, you know, Ryan O'Reilly can still play. Yeah, I like O'Reilly too. Um, and he's a great defensive player too. So uh, I just don't know what he's got left. Is he, Can he still skate? Is can he? Can you count on him for – 70 games out of the course of the year. He didn't do that this year. He had some injury issues with both St. Louis and Toronto. So I don't even know if that's the right move anyway, but um, they, they need to get better down the middle. Uh, And that's another reason I like Elias Lindholm. Plus he's a right, he's a right face-off guy and he's a good face-off guy too. Uh, And I just know this from speaking to people, uh, he's he was really really excited before the the trade to play for Rod Brindamore. I mean, I, I I don't I think a lot of players want to play for Rod Brindamore. I think that's your I think when you look at unrestricted free agents, I think that's your biggest selling point to anybody. And I think at the end of the day, if you get a player like Bertuzzi or Tarasenko, or even if it's someone like Patrick Kane, it's like yeah, I know it's a small market, but we have Rod. So you know, yeah, don't no, you he's Rod. Yeah, he's he's on the front of the brochure. There's no question, Rod. Uh, you, here's the other thing, and this is why you said it earlier. Uh, there's a lot of business to use a soccer term. They, the Hurricanes have a lot of business to do in this off season, um, even though there's very little pressing for them to do in this off season. The only things they have to do in this off season is stall fast and a goalie everything else the bill's not due till next year however there's a lot of bills due next year yeah um and and this is why it's such a big deal i think to get sebastian aho done now yeah and agreed Ajo wants to be here he wants to play for rod brindamore and my understanding is he would take a little bit of a hometown discount 
to stay. That's what we talked about before we before you clicked play. We were talking about the Mets and the Braves and the the Atlanta Braves have a better team for a lot less money because they have significant contracts that are team friendly. Now, nobody's expecting Sebastian Ajo to take an Ozzie Albies contract for those people who know what I'm talking about. That's a terrible deal for Ozzie Albies, but he was willing to sign it. Same with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, but you don't have to take you don't have to take that kind of a haircut. Just a little bit. If if Aho does it, then the next guy does it. Then the next guy does it. And all of a sudden, well, we can add another player. Um, and I'm not gonna blame them if they don't, because professional athletes have a short window to make as much money as they can. And in hockey, there isn't the same money as there is in the NBA or in major league baseball or in the NFL for some players. Anyway, as more significantly more money than about half of the NFL. Um, but the, so, but Ajo's got to get done first. And because if Rod's not on the brochure, it's a picture of Rod and Ajo on the brochure about guys either coming here or guys staying here to keep the band together. Yeah, so I is the first piece of business. Those other players you mentioned, I just don't know how many of them are going to be here. I really don't. Uh, they've got a couple of defensemen coming through the minors and their uh, their their development pro de- development system. They believe the kid from Russia is going to be a, a a top four NHL defenseman. They believe Scott Morrow can be that as well. I think Jalen Chatfield, while I don't think the second half of his year was as good as the first. There wasn't that much of a drop-off, maybe a hair. Um, but I think he can play in your top four. Yeah. And that's another piece of business I would do now. So Jalen Chatfield doesn't score, I don't know, 14 goals next year, and all of a sudden he's a UFA or an RFA, whatever he's going to be, and you're now you're looking at a $4.5 million a year player. Um I would get it done now, like what they did with Kachetkov. Um, I would, because if you can get a few of those contracts on your books, where hey, we have a starting goaltender at two million, <laughs> uh, or we have a top four defenseman at, you know, two point two five. Man, are you ahead of the game? Yep. So they, it's 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 like uh, in the NFL, if your quarterback's on a rookie deal, and you're great, like man, we could. Look at all the money we have. That's three players. We got three starters because our quarterback's only making ten million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's fair. Um, but I agree with you in the terms of when they get better. I think it's going to be a through a trade. I think that's what they've shown in general with the last few years. It's going to be a hockey trade. I'm curious if you were to say, oh, I see, you know, this, you know, these teams as partners. I see Calgary, I see Toronto, I see Winnipeg as possible partners and pieces that I view personally as movable, as in I don't know if they're back next time when they have a contract due. It's Natchez. I'm I'm I don't know about Pesci. I say Pesci, I say Teravine. And I think those are all players that you could be like, well, you know, if we can get X, you know this player becomes worth the the asking price. Like, you know, if, if Toronto's like, 
you know, Marner and the starting conversation is Natchez. I'm like, let's keep talking. You know, I, what do you, what do you view as a, as a good partner that both of these teams will be like, we can make something happen that makes us both better or addresses needs that are there. Marner is interesting. Uh, I'm not sure I really want Marner. I don't, first of all, I don't think Toronto will part with him with Mitch Marner. Um, I don't see how moving Mitch Marner helps them get better unless they're getting, um, well, I mean, maybe you gave you gave them Pesci and somebody, it would theoretically help them get better because it's really a defenseman that they need uh, more than anything else. Uh, frankly, I thought <laughs> I I thought the Dubas did a good job. <laughs> I did. got fun. I thought the the guy that needed to go was Sheldon Keith, but I'm just maybe that's just me because that team was built to win and they're they've got grit. And and they didn't get have great goaltending at the end, obviously, and then the injury mattered. But I mean, they added the right pieces to make them harder to play against. I don't. I mean, it just didn't happen for them. Florida happened. That's what happened. Florida happened. Happened to us too. So <laughs> right. So I mean, I it's Toronto and everything up there is nutty. Um, if I'm looking into the future. I'm not going to be surprised um, if Tevo Teravainen is back next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was traded. Um, I don't think they'll give Tevo Teravainen another contract. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's going to get another contract. So this is the time to do something. The Natchez thing is interesting to me because Martin Natchez is – a super value player at $3 million on your salary cap. And Natchez is going to accidentally score 60 points next year. (laughs) By mistake, he's going to score 60. The regular season is meant for him. The the postseason is where Natchez, to me, was the bigger disappointment. As the games got harder in the regular season, yes, that that was a problem too. Natchez's production completely fell off at the the edge of the table the last 21 games of the regular season. But it was the playoffs where, apart from the one game against the Devils, where he scored two of the biggest goals that they scored in the playoffs on incredible, um, high-skill, difficult plays with a bouncing puck. Other than that, he was, like, not even noticeable. We just didn't have any Martin Natchez moments mm. in the playoffs. And I mean, he's playing on their one of their top lines. You can't play 19 minutes a game and be unproductive like that. And but the contract is three million. Yeah. And the only way Natchez isn't here on that <laughs> contract is if that contract is part of the package that gets you a player you really need and want. So, and again, just because we're here and I'll, I'll talk about Winnipeg in a second, because I think that's intriguing. Um, If you can get Lindholm and Natchez is part of the, the package going the other way, 
then you do it because yep. you're not trading for Elias Lindholm unless he is going to agree to a contract uh, that fits into Carolina's structure. And, and Lindholm is going to want that eight-year deal too. And he's going to be 29. So that is a little bit of an issue for Tom Dundon. He, he hates the end of those. You'd almost have to convince Lindholm to accept six years as opposed to eight. But I would argue, Tom, if you're listening, if you're watching, first of all, hi. <laughs> uh, don't worry about the last two years of that deal front load the deal just for front load it you'll find somebody to take Elias Lindholm off your hands and the cap hit off your hands just front load the deal a little bit don't worry about the last two years of the deal it's about winning it has to be about winning yes. um, I wouldn't do something silly but <laughs> I mean I like I wouldn't offer somebody who's 33 an eight-year contract unless that somebody was Brent Burns uh, <laughs> but the, but I wouldn't, you know, the last couple of years of a contract, toss them, toss them in the trash, uh, you know, just front load the deal. Um, but that's the only reason that I don't think that Natchez will be here. And that's, is if that contract is part of the, is, and it's a pretty good chip. Not only can Natchez be dynamic, but oh my gosh, he can be dynamic for that. Uh, as for Winnipeg. So let me let me throw this back at you. Which are the players you are interested in on the Jets roster that you think that they would be willing to part with at a deal? And you see, for me with Winnipeg, I don't know. Part of me feels that Winnipeg is going to tear it down and start over. I, I think agree. that's possible. And I think at that point they would be looking at it like, okay, everyone's there. I think, yeah, I, don't think they'll, I don't I don't think they'll they'll view it that way with all of them. I don't think they'll do that with uh, Connor. I don't think they'll do that. Uh, they might do it with Lowry. Um, but I think the guys that they want to that they have been rumored to move. Pierre have been Shifley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wheeler and Ailers. Ailers is the best of those players, in my opinion. I like him a lot. I like I like Pierre Luc Dubois as well. I like him too, and maybe that's a guy that would be um, available. I don't know, but yeah. I don't. His contract is not crazy, which you know, if you're Winnipeg, kind of want to hang on to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think more more than likely they're going to try and, and and think they can move Shifley because. Shifley is essentially their best. And I think they believe they can get the most for him. Uh, but, man, I just don't know if Shifley can play here and do what's required without going off and doing his own thing. Because he did that in Winnipeg. I yeah. think he was as much of a problem as anything up there. And, I don't know, maybe the cause of Paul Maurice's resignation. Hmm. I I've felt bad for Paul Maurice there. I've I've, I've liked him. I like Paul Maurice. I, I'm rooting for Florida. I want to see Florida win the Stanley Cup because I want Mo to get a title, and I'd like to see uh, Eric Stahl get another one and Mark Stahl. Yep. I mean, yep. So I, I'd like to see those guys do it. And E2 Lusterinen. <laughs> a lot of former Canes associated with that team. Alex Lyon. They've got them all. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Dalpy. Too so. <laughs> well, we forgot Dalpy was there. Look at that. 
I, you know, it's funny too. You mentioned Kyle Dubas. I was, we talked on another episode, the last one we did. And I, I said, assuming at this point that Tom Dundon doesn't have the, doesn't choose to get involved with deals. I said, I, I felt like it would be an opportunity to move on from Waddell to go to Dubas. I was like, I, I like Kyle Dubas. I thought he's, I, I too. he's and nothing against Don Waddell. I think what they've done here is saved this franchise completely. And and I think what Ron Francis did was he drafted what we have a lot of what we have today. And I think and the same thing. Or I would, I would look at Don Waddell and say thank you for your time. But I feel like Kyle Dubas is going to make the deals that's going to get us over the hump. But um, so I thought that was funny that you said that you know Dubas was good in Toronto. I agree. I he was. He yeah, wasn't. I, the problem. Was. Um, I guess my last question for you though is is about Rob Brindamore. Um, and I've only got about eight minutes eight minutes left of my free yeah. time. <laughs> I see. It. Um, when it comes to the fit, Rod always talks about the fit. Is there someone that you think fits? Brendan Moore style more than anyone else out there that could play in this system and truly, truly help because you're right. Not everyone's going to fit. Patrick Kane would not survive Carolina oh. system. Oh, that's why I don't think, I, love it. I don't think Tarasenko would fit either. Um, that fit to you. And here's the, <laughs> I mean, he could, sc- he could score. And you always, you always like guys who could score. Hey, I don't know enough about Max Pacioretty. To know if Max would have been a good fit here, and I I do believe that Don Waddell pretty much said that you know, we we can't play the waiting game, can't wait around, yep. uh, and yes, so I don't think we're going to see Max Patchy ready here on a bargain basement deal, but maybe they will. Who knows? And if you could get him for a million and a half, which is what the projections uh, say, then that's worth waiting around for. That's that's a pretty good scratch off lottery ticket to have uh, yeah. if you're uh, if you are willing to do that. Um, and I, I, but I don't know if they'd be willing to do that or if Max would be willing to do that. Um, I think the fit is not only, and this is why it's hard to do this. The fit is not only the playing style, the fit is the person. Yep. And Brent Burns came highly recommended as a human because of Rod's relationship with Brett Hedekin, mm. who's the uh, analyst for the San Jose Sharks. And I talked to Brett a fair amount as well. And when they made that deal, Brett's the first person I called. And he said, as for the person, you're just not going to find better than Brent. Hmm. The player, and Brent outlined some reservations he had about Burns as a player getting up in age, but you're never going to have to worry about would he be available to play because he keeps himself in amazing shape. Uh, but it was the person that really, and you saw it, the 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 players love it. Oh yeah. Uh, and so that to me is as much about anything as what kind of player the guy is. So that to me is about fit. Um, and then you have to be willing to essentially you're going to sacrifice some offense, right? When you get here, you're going you're just going to. Uh, just the way they play isn't necessarily conducive to a guy scoring 45 to 50 goals. So you just, but they're, they're, they don't need that guy. They just need the guy to, to find, honestly, Jarvis can be that guy going forward. I think Jarvis will score more. Uh, I think Svech will score more. I think eventually Ajo will score more. Um, he will. He just will. I mean, honestly, I think 
what did he have this year? 36 goals? Sounds about minimum, right. minimum of 10 less than it should have been for as many chances as he has. So there's going to be a year where he's going to score 50 because he's get he gets a lot of scoring chances. He'll he'll just pour them in one year. So um, but I don't even know if I answer your question. <laughs> no, I think I think it's fair. I, I agree. Yeah, I think we're, we're talking about Waddell. Uh Don is perfect for the way this front office runs because it's not run by a general manager by himself. It's yeah. run by a committee. And yep. Don is willing to just run it by a committee. Yeah, and you're right. I don't think Dubis would want to do that. <laughs> well, he wants to know the team. Ron Francis didn't, which is why he's in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing mad about with Ron Francis is like I see him making these deals, and I'm like, where was this when you were RGM? Make any deals? He, I don't know that he made any deals, really. Uh, I, I looked at it. I've looked at it. He made tra- a couple of trades at the the deadline and i was like i don't remember if you ever made a deadline deal the deal with ron francis that stuck out with me when he was a cane was terrible and i believe that was yeah francis that was the best deal he ever made he, he basically got terrible for uh taking on brian bickle's contract that's why and it worked yeah, that was the best deal he made for care that signing pesci and and uh uh uh, slave into long-term contracts, which frankly should have been longer now that we think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. They've both been eight years and not s- seven and six, which, okay. Um, but his drafts were mixed bags, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, Jake Bean, Julian Gauthier, Noah Hannafin, those were not good picks. No. Those were not, they just weren't good picks. Um and there wasn't much else that came out of drafts apart from their first rounders under Francis. They got some decent depth pieces, but there wasn't anybody that, I mean, you see it all over the NHL. Yeah, that guy was a fourth round pick. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a lot of that with Carolina that he was responsible for. Like Slavin was a third round pick uh, or a fourth, one of them. Then Pesci was a third round pick or a fourth round pick. Huh, pretty good. Jim Rutherford made those picks. Mm. Um, so, yeah, those were not Francis picks. Um, so, uh, Ronnie's a mixed bag as a GM. I don't, I don't think he was bad, but he was, a, he was definitely a mixed bag. Best player for player trade, Greg McKegg for <laughs> Josh Juris. Yes, there you go. Best <laughs> player for player trade he made. I heard that's funny. <laughs> uh, last question, easy one. Florida and how many? Uh, Florida in uh, six. They'll close it out on home ice. I agree. Florida in six. Well, sir, thank you as always. We appreciate your time. You got it. I appreciate you putting up with me. <laughs> Have a good night. Take care. Well, that was a great interview, Sam. I've always loved it when Adam Gold comes on, whether he talks about his 25th anniversary podcast or talks about the Hurricanes in general. I just love hearing that guy speak. He's a veteran in the radio industry and has very good knowledge of the team. Yeah, it was fun. Loved it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, uh, We have another guest who's getting ready to come on too, so we'll preview that. You're going to have another episode from us. 
which will come on Friday. That'll be just Sam and I. And then next Monday, you will have another guest. Scott Burnside will be joining us again on the Kaniac Report. Yes, yeah, so stay tuned for that. And I mean, with the off, with it being the off season officially, um, we might be having more interviews. Mm-hmm. I know we're in talks with maybe a couple, um, but it, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.